Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships in midlife. And today, I am honored to be speaking with Barbara Hewson. She is a leading authority on women, wealth, and power. And we're going to be talking about women and how they can get smarter about their money. Oh, my God. After my divorce, I have to learn to get smarter about my money. And for the past 11 years, I have loved helping women become empowered in the world of dating and love and many, many women have entered the best relationships that they've ever had, and they have found the man of their dreams. But the secret really is not about being sexier, being, you know, having Botox treatments or anything like that. The secret really is that they have found and owned their value first. And I have now grown and advanced the Woman of Value movement, and I'm going into the corporate sector to help women communicate more effectively at work. And I am so excited to just spread this even further because we need to really speak up in a much more empowered way. So I'm really, really happy to be doing this work. And as a woman of value, I bring you a tip every week. And this week's tip is listen to understand. Many of us listen just to be heard. We interrupt. We don't listen well. We don't really take the time to really reflect and understand what the other person is saying. So one way to get empowered in our communication is to really get curious and listen to understand, not just to be heard. Before I bring on our special guest, I wanted to announce something really exciting that happened this week. I launched a brand new program, and it's called the Woman of Value Club. It's an exclusive membership club, and we have monthly calls on topics that help women over 40 like you date with confidence and success. You will learn effective dating skills, and you'll put them into practice. And I help you stay focused and positive towards your goal of attracting the love of your life. This program is for single women over 40 who are open to self-growth and willing to try a fresh, successful approach to dating and relationships. You can learn more and join. And the first month is free, by the way. And then there's a very low monthly fee because I wanted to make this affordable to more women. So um, you could go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash woman of value club. And that's woman with an A, not women with an E. So it's bit.ly, L-Y forward slash woman of value club. And now for our special guest, Barbara Hewson. She is the leading authority on women, wealth, and power. She's a best-selling author, teacher, and wealth coach. And she has helped millions of women take charge of their finances and their lives. She has a background in business, and she had many years as a journalist. She has a master's degree in counseling psychology. She has done lots of research and has personal experience with money. And that's all 
what makes her the foremost expert on empowering women to live up to their financial and personal potential. She has six books, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, Secrets of Six-Figure Women, Overcoming Under-Earning, Finding a Financial Advisor You Can Trust, Breaking Through, and her latest book, Sacred Success. So join me now for episode number 330, Empowering Women to Get Smarter About Money with Barbara Hewson. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Thanks, Sandy. I I love hearing all the wonderful things you're doing. That is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. And you as well. Wow. Money is uh, money is a big thing for people, where especially women. And I know that um, coming out of divorce, many women have not taken charge of their finances at all, and suddenly they are sort of in this position where they have to think about money, sometimes for the first time. Um, but before we get into the money, the show, I am curious about the love part of your life. Um, just to spend a few brief moments to talk about how you met the love of your life and changed your name from Barbara Stanny to Barbara Houston. So can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was two months after I turned 60. And I uh, I met a man on Match. <laughs> and he wasn't my type at all. Not at all. But uh, I, I made a decision. I already had my second divorce five years before, and I made a decision that I was, every man I was going to go out with, I was going to have fun. And I was going to make sure I left them better than when, they, when I found them. So I just always look for something to appreciate in the man. Mm. And so instead of tearing him down or being self-conscious and tearing me down, I just found something to appreciate in him. And there was lots to appreciate. And uh, after our first date, he told me, I've never felt so appreciated by anyone in my life. And uh, that was that was uh, almost eleven years ago. So, wow. yeah, we have a great marriage. Well, I love I love your attitude, and I you know I've been talking about mindset so much lately because mindset is everything. How we approach life, how we approach love, how we approach our money, it's all starts with our mindset. And so, when you're coming into dating, where so many people are looking for their type and he doesn't have the right hair. I mean, I spoke to a woman in her 70s who was like, he has to have a full head of hair. And I'm like, good luck. Um, okay, you know, she well, was mine. Right? She, well, she mine was, was he had to be bald. At, so I, okay. had, I was only looking for bald guys. So we just have <laughs> our criteria. What, what I did is I made a list of what I want in a man. And part of it came from what I didn't want, and I just flipped it over for what I do want. And I had 31 criteria. 31. And mm-hmm. that guy matched 30 of them. He didn't match the first one. The first one, he wanted to be rich. He, he wasn't rich. <laughs> okay. But he was bald. So we still have our criteria, but sometimes they don't always match our criteria. And I think we have to have yeah. priorities of what's important. And there were other things that were so much more important than that. Exactly, and you you focused on what was important, not was it what what didn't matter so much in the end because you're together still eleven years later, which is awesome. Yeah, and he got really to change awesome. your name. <laughs> he didn't. He um, didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't I just care. Uh, no. I wanted. Why would I change? Why would I carry around the name of my second husband who was never happy with me? Never mm-hmm. from day one. 
And I always thought there was something wrong with me. And then here is mm. a man who was so supportive, loved me completely. No matter what I did, he totally supported me. Why would I carry around a name of a man who didn't support me? I didn't want to take my maiden name because my father didn't support me. <laughs> I didn't want to make <laughs> up a name. I really wanted to have his name. Because mm. well, it's not just that I he supported that was... me. It's, it's that I saw myself differently through his eyes. Because he mm-hmm. totally loved, accepted, and supported me, I started loving, accepting, and supporting myself more. Mm. Yeah, that's that's being a woman of value, you know. And so we, you also valued him. You also appreciated him. So it's it, I, I think did. it's uh, contagious. <laughs> It, I think yeah. what, what happens is it's, it just goes in with your theme. I think the more we learn to value ourselves and the more we learn to fill, us, fill ourselves up, make our own selves happy, the more we attract that which is like itself, the more we attract other men who value themselves and mm-hmm. who, are, who have filled themselves up and they don't need us to make them a certain yeah. Yeah, and and I think one of the biggest complaints at this stage in life is that men, women, complain that men are needy and they're they're too, you know, they're just dating them because they're lonely and they're just trying to fill, fill a void. But if you want to, if you're living your best life and you want to attract somebody who also is doing the same, then you you attract like attracts like, you know, and you're you're yeah. living at that stage of life and that level of self-awareness and self-love, you definitely attract people who are at that stage, too. Um, and you recognize people who are not much more like, more, more readily. Correct. I mean, if, if they're attracting needy guys, then they've got to look at their neediness because everyone, mm-hmm. I believe, is a mirror. So you want That's to attract true. a guy with self, high self-esteem and who values himself, you become that person. Mm-hmm. So very true. So let's t- let's talk about the value valuing ourselves through money. And um, a lot of people don't want to talk about money. And I know with with my son, he's an artist and a musician. And when he was trying to support himself, and I he didn't want to talk about money. It was dirty. And I said, well, you could do this as a hobby, and do something else for money, or you can learn to value the price you put on your work and make money doing what you love. And now he totally gets it, <laughs> but it took a long time. It was like, ew, yeah, he has, art and he money? He has to experience. Yeah. You have to experience it because what I say, it's never, problems with money are never about money. No. I believe, and, and I'll speak for women because I don't work with men. I only work with women. But I believe that women's difficulty with money is not about money per se. It is about their fear of or ambivalence about power. Because it's what is required of who we need to become to create financial security, financial abundance, and take financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's profound. Um, so let's talk about how do we then embrace, how do we get over those fears? Of What? Of power, fear of power, fear of the ambivalence about power. There's only one way to get over fear, and I've learned this in my life, and that's to face it. That's the only way. 
the, the only way through is through it. I, and I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. I grew up wealthy. My father was the R of H in our block, and he, his only response to me about money was, don't worry. So I didn't. And I married a man who was a stockbroker, and he was also a compulsive gambler. And I stayed married for, to that man 15 years because I didn't deal with money. And by the time we got divorced, I had almost no money left for my inheritance, almost none. And even after our divorce, I decided I don't want to deal with money. <laughs> it's, it's not my thing. Well, I have this theory that if you don't deal with your money, your money will deal with you. And in the next mm-hmm. year, I got tax bills for over a million dollars, almost two million, for back taxes my ex didn't pay for illegal deals he got us in. Now, my ex had left the country. I had signed everything he told me to sign. My signature's on everything. And my father wouldn't lend me the money. I did not have a million dollars, not anywhere close to it. When my father wouldn't lend me the money, that's when I knew. <laughs> God Darn it, I got to get smart. Uh-huh. And uh, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. But I I really, you know, you got to deal. It's that which you fear is where you need to go. And so I did. What, what I did is what I really believe that when you have a goal, like a down-to-your-toes kind of goal where there's no back door, the universe revolves to help you. And I uh, I was working as a journalist, the San Francisco Business Times. And I knew I had to get smart. I had three daughters. One was just a baby. I was not going to raise those girls on the street, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. But out of the blue, uh, an uh, an organization called me uh, that that, uh, was called Women's Resource Center, and they did work projects for women, and they wanted me to interview women who were smart with money. (laughs) And I'll be damned. Those interviews changed my life. And I not only got smart about money, but I wrote my first book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, How Women Get Smart About Money, and suddenly I had this whole new career. So, and uh, the only way around fear is to face fear. Is to tell the truth. Tell the truth about what's not working. Yeah, totally. Well, I love how you, how the universe provided you this this beautiful opportunity, and how it changed your life. And it often happens that way that we have this pivotal moment, and it just creates a whole new shift and a new direction. But I have to tell you, the opportunity gave me scared the hell out of me. <laughs> right. To interview women who were smart with money when I felt so stupid and my life was totally out of control financially. It was like, it was terrifying to me. I, I was a journalist. You know, I, I didn't know anything about, uh, they, they wanted me to write a book about it. Well, the, it didn't become a book, but it was a terrifying. So, yes, you will always be presented with opportunities, but usually those opportunities are just outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And you must be willing to face your fear to go outside the comfort zone because success in anything, whether it's making more money or losing more weight, it always always demands that you go outside your comfort zone. I couldn't agree with you more. Every positive change in my life has happened when I was petrified. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what I learned. 
from successful women, because I went on and I interviewed my next book. I interviewed women who made six figures or more, and it was called Secrets of Six Figure Women. And I wanted to know what their secrets were because I was not a six-figure woman, and I became a six-figure woman before I even finished writing the book. And what I saw, the number one thing, the number one thing that enabled me that was a secret for them is they were willing, what I call the stretch, they were willing to do what they thought they couldn't do. That's the number Mm -hmm. one thing that separates under-earners from high-earners, the willingness to do what you think you can't do or you're scared to do. I called it the high-earners slogan was if it's if it's not illegal or immoral i just say yes uh-huh. yeah that's a good good policy illegal or immoral um but yeah most people stay in that little box and their little comfort zone and they say well you know things aren't working out for me but what are you actually doing about it you know that's that's the difference. well i stayed there and, for 46 years I stayed there for 46 years because it's terrifying. And that's why I believe like what you're doing, what you are doing, Sandy, is so important because I believe as women, we, no one's going to do this for us, but we can't do it alone. We really need support. We are so relationship oriented. And that's why I love doing groups for women. And you're doing groups to, to be able to be in a group of women who are supporting you, who are cheering you on, who are role models for you. That, that's key. I, I, yeah. I tried to do it alone and I couldn't. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've hired amazing people to help me. I've been part of mastermind groups. It's, you know, just being around people exactly. who inspire you, who encourage you, who are cheerleaders is so important, and, and the truth is and that who are, I used to – yeah, go ahead. And, and who are going through something similar, too. So you see you're yes. not alone. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. Yep. You just yep. need to learn. Okay, I'm sorry. I, you, I interrupted you. You go on. No, you're so right. And um, for, for the last couple of years, three years, I've been running a free group, and what I realized is that with free resources, you can go so far. But if you're not in process – and if you're not really working on your stuff and you're just reading a whole bunch of articles and watching live videos, and I mean, I put a lot into this group, and I realize that they need to be in process. If they really want to make change, they need to be in a, in a process, and whether it's through private work or in a group work, it's got to happen for you to really make the big change that you need to make. And so you, free you groups are great. You, wanted, you mean you wanted them to have skin in the game? Exactly, having skin in the game and putting a little bit of money down, you know, and and putting and showing up, you know. My the motto for my new website, the Woman of Value, is to show up, stand up, and speak up. We need Ooh, to do those three good. things, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, love it. So yeah, I mean, I see it in corporate. I see it in the love in love. I see it in all aspects of life that we we do need to put, have skin in the game. So let, let's talk about um, your new book because you've spoken about some of your other books, what inspired you to write Sacred Success, A Course in Financial Miracles? Because I I made six figures. I was very happy with that, and I wrote my next book called Overcoming Under Earning. And I wanted to see if I could teach others what I was learning. And so this is how to overcome under earning, and I was great. And then one night I woke up in the middle of the night, and I said, wait a minute, I make six figures. I have a new goal. I want to make millions, help millions, and give millions. And I thought, yes, that's what I'm going to write my next book about. 
ad, I'm going to make millions. So I started interviewing women who made millions. And three years later, I had no book. I was known where you're making a million. It's probably the worst. 2009 was probably the worst year I ever had. And I remember calling a coach, and she said, Barbara, you're too into doing. You need time for just being. Huh. Mm. I thought, that sounds right. So I took four days. I took all my the transcripts of my interviews. I mean, I must have had 50 interviews by then. And I took those transcripts, and I went away for four days, you know, just a silent retreat. And I realized in reading those transcripts without distraction, something I totally missed, that I was so dazzled by what these women earned and my desire to do the same, that I'd missed the whole part about the way they were doing it. These women were playing a very different game than what the world models. And that game is what I came to call sacred success. And sacred success, the definition, is pursuing your soul's purpose, what, you are, what you're on this earth to do, pursuing your soul's purpose for your own bliss and the benefit of others while being richly rewarded. Mm. And what, what was the profound difference that I was missing, one of them, big one, is that there's three levels of, of financial development. There's survival, stability, and affluence. Survival, not enough. Stability, enough. And affluence is more than enough. To go from survival to stability, you have to have a profit motive. But what I didn't realize, once a woman is stable, once she has a roof over her head, you know, food on the table, she can get her mani-pedi when she wants, it's a whole different process. Because what I saw is the motivation is no longer profit. It's a desired outcome. Yeah, you want to make a profit. But the primary purpose, the primary motivation is to achieve greatness. And greatness, I define by paraphrasing a quote, greatness is that place where your deep happiness, what you were put on this planet to do, meets the world's great hunger. And that's, and that's doing our sacred work and having that mentality, having the mindset to create it, to make it profitable, even without that being mm-hmm. your primary goal. Mm-hmm. It, can't be your, it can't be your only goal. Right. You have it can't to really be, your be primary goal by a greater good. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and and what research has showed us is that women mon- and women and men see money through very different lenses. Tell a man, no matter where he is, how rich he is or how poor, you tell him that you go, that you you seduce him with prox, pro, profits and perks and prestige, and he's all over it. A mm-hmm. woman, once she's reached financial stability, once she has enough, she is rarely motivated solely by money. What motivates us is the opportunity to help others. So sacred success is blending that motivation to help others without slipping into codependence, which means putting everybody else before yourself, and still making a hefty profit. 
Because, you know, okay, since this is a show about dating, let me just say my theory on money, okay? Mm-hmm. I, believe, I believe money is very much like the ideal man. The ideal man, he's, oh, he's here to support us. He's here to support us. I believe money. Its purpose is to support us. But in return, men and money need to be respected and appreciated. And you respect and appreciate money like you expect you respect and appreciate man by paying attention to it. By really paying attention to it. And if you don't pay attention to it, it may come in, but you won't keep it. Hmm. Very true. I love it. You know, it's. I think a lot of people think the whole thing with with relationships is just getting the guy, um, and getting the guy is only part of the issue. It's keeping the guy, keeping the relationship alive, and the same thing with money. And I I do remember paying attention to my finances in a way that I never had. And a lot of people just want to make believe they don't exist, make believe the bills just get paid by themselves or money's just there. Like they don't really know what's there. They don't want to really look at it. And you have to look. You have to pay attention. Like I I'm just met with my financial planner this week to to take some money out of one fund and put it in another cuz I pay attention. And I never knew how to do any of that before. I mean my my ex-husband was into safety. Like everything was in CDs and money markets which totally plummeted after my divorce. And I said, you know, I don't want to be a victim here. This money has to grow. So, yeah. And and in terms of the work as well, like I, the reason I'm doing the Women of Value and changing direction a little bit here, I'm still doing the last first date work, but the, the Women of Value work was what came out on top. And through 11 years of work, this is the work that inspires me, the work that really makes a difference in women's lives. And if I go into the corporate world where women are afraid to speak up often and they are not getting valued and recognition because they are not they don't have the skills they need and if they have that, everything will shift. And so being able to empower women at work is going to be amazing, but it's also scary as hell because it's a whole new world for me. But that's why I'm doing it. I know you'll do well. Well, thank you. Uh, so the sacred success sounds um, it sounds amazing, and have you you've interviewed all these women who have achieved that level of success by doing the work that they love? Right, by doing yes, by doing not just work that they love, but work that has meaning mm-hmm. that that fulfills their purpose. It's why they're here. Mhm. And that's what motivates them. That's what motivates them because to get in that, to that level of success, and not everyone's, not everyone's going to get in that level of success, but to get to have success, it's really about overcoming obstacles, overcoming fear, just like you talked about going into the corporate world. And what mm-hmm. motivates these men, like these, these women, like what motivates you, is not greater money necessarily. It's, 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 it's certainly attractive, but it's part of their purpose, just like you are living your purpose, Sandy. 
And so mm-hmm. finding your purpose is really a deep part of being a sacred tool in this world. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that sacred success. It's a beautiful term. And not everybody is motivated to be at that level. Um, but for the ones who want to and really are willing to do the work to get there, there's incredible reward in living your purpose in, and in creating that difference in the world. It's It's really quite something. It doesn't mean you have to make a million dollars. It simply means what I want to see is all women become empowered financially so they can have with confidence make their own decisions financial decisions and that really i remember when i wrote my first book prince charming isn't coming i went and i inter- i remember i met my editor at uh, at uh penguin viking penguin so i met my editor and i said to her do you do you invest and she said oh no 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 and and she was embarrassed, I could tell, so I dropped it. Well, it took a year for her to edit my book. Another year after my book came out, she called me. And she said, remember that lunch we had where I told you I didn't invest? She said, my brother, who is an investment banker in Hong Kong, told me how foolish that was. But until I read your book, I didn't realize that it's really dumb <laughs> to keep all my money in cash because <laughs> I'm losing money. So she said, so I started learning and I started investing and I have my 401k which was all in cash when I met you is now completely invested and it's going up and down and up and down but I know I'm in there for the long term so I feel really good about it and I said oh my god that's so cool and then she said to me then she said what every single woman says who eventually takes charge of her money she says I have to tell you Barbara I feel so powerful and That's how we do it. That's the reason we do it. It's who we have to become to step up to the plate. And most women, unfortunately, studies show over and over and over again. My book's been out for 21 years, and studies are telling us the same thing, that most women do not get serious about making or managing money till they hit a crisis, till they lose a job, Mm -hmm. they lose a spouse, or on the brink of retirement, which is the best time to make a decision and so i have three steps that someone can do which is okay which is what i did and what i have clients do three steps to become smart or smarter about money because it never ends (laughs) that's what's fun about it it never ends because Mm -hmm. learning about money is is not difficult there there's a it's kind of fun i think it's fun and it doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of money to create wealth. It's small mm-hmm. steps consistently taken. So you try this for four months, four months, and you're going to see a huge difference. Every day, read something about money. Even if it's only for one minute, 60 seconds. Even if you're just glancing at the or perusing the, the, the headlines of the business section, or you're standing in the market, and instead of opening People magazine, you flip through Money magazine. Just just because so much of getting smart or smarter about money is just familiarizing yourself with the jargon and the current trends. So every day, mm. read something about money, even if it's just for a minute. Yep. Every week, have a conversation about money, especially with someone that knows more than you. Now, we women, 
most of us, the way we talk about money is we moan and groan and complain about it. But what I started doing was anytime I'd meet someone who was halfway intelligent about money, I would say, can I pick your brain? And I'd say, how, how did you get smart? What, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what did you do? What books did you read? Uh, what mistakes did you make? What suggestions do you have for me? And people are very willing to talk. So every day, read. Every week, talk. And every month, save. Automatically put, take, and I don't care if it's $10, small amounts, consistently saved, lead to remarkable results. So every week, every month, have your bank automatically uh, transfer money from your paycheck or your checking account to a savings account. And you will be amazed in four, four months how much you will know. Hmm. I love it. I love baby steps and I love accountability, you know, and just being able to take, take action because we can talk about this forever and people who don't take action don't change. So these are easy every day, every week, every month. Yes. But part of the problem with the finance industry, my, my, my grief with them is resistance is a big part of the process. Anytime you go uh-huh. to do something new, anytime you do something you haven't done before, you're going to face resistance. Something inside you is going to say, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't go there. It's dangerous. No. Resistance is natural. Resistance is good. It shows you you really are changing. The trouble yeah. is we want to push down the resistance. We want to ignore it. We want to rush through it. But that resistance is exactly what you need to work with to keep you to keep you to keep you growing to the next level to actually transform who you are i so agree and i hear the passion that you have for this it is so palatable um oh, great information excited really. don't i <laughs> <laughs> i love it though it's you're doing your life's work and it shows yep. and yeah this is this is such important work and i really appreciate everything you shared today from how you became Mrs. Hewson to, to how people can be, women can be more empowered around money and um, such important stuff. So, Barbara, tell us how our audience can find you. So, uh, you can go to my website, Barbara Hyphen Hewson, H U S O N, and there's just tons of resources on there. And I also have a free ebook, which I think is pretty terrific. <laughs> I say so myself. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, "So Now you, you, So You're Successful. Now What? A Successful Woman's Guide to Investing." And that's uh, available so, on your on your website yeah, as free. well. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes and a link to your website and. And so people can find your books and all your resources and get smarter about money so they can feel more empowered. I love it. Thank you so much, Barbara, for being on the show today and for helping women get smarter and more empowered around money. My pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks, everybody, for joining today. And if you love our show, please rate and review it. Um, That would really make our show reach even more people. And don't forget to find out more about the Woman of Value Club. That uh, the the URL for that again is bitly bit.ly forward slash woman of value club 
or you can go on lastfirstdate.com and click group coaching, and you can find it there. Thanks again for joining us today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great one. 